Good morning. When we pray, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, what a beautiful thing it is just to come into your your house, Lord, with your people and go through your word, Lord. Worship you. You're such a good God, Lord. You do so much in our lives, Lord, and uh, above just saving us. We just want to thank you and praise you today, Lord. We want to we want to worship you and we want to hear your word, Lord. We want to go through it and just bless the time as, uh, as Heather shares, as the ladies discuss. Lord, may, uh, may it be as iron sharpens iron. May they just draw nearer to you. We just thank you and praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only. Great are you, Lord. You give life, you are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you, oh. shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you Lord and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you Lord and all shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you lord it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs 
So we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise at your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Great are you. Upon your love 
exalted. I'm undone as I bow down before him. I see the Holy One high and exalted. I'm undone as I bow down before him. I bow down. You are almighty. You're standing in the presence of Holy, you alone, the sovereign crown of royalty. You're the King of Kings, Almighty. We're standing in the presence of your majesty. You're holy. You alone, the sovereign crown of royalty. You're the king of kings, almighty. Thank you, Ron. That was beautiful. Can you all hear me? All right. Good morning. Be seated. Say hello to each other. Do that in opposite order. Say hello to each other and then be seated. Okie dokie, back to our seats. Let's wait for Nina. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Hello, sisters. How are you? I want to just say hello also to those that are watching on Zoom. And I was going to joke and say, how many of you guys know this? I see Mary, and I see Virginia. No. We're blessed that you guys join us. And so, um, good one. And so anyhow, um, you hear me fine? Because I always talk low, so okay. So um, again, just good morning. So happy we're all here. Are we all ready to begin our study? Yeah, was it a good one? Yeah. The cool thing about this study that I'm finding, and a lot of people are saying this, is 
It's pretty simple if you just basically go through and just answer the questions. But because of that simplicity, it allows us to go so much more deeper and to really study and to read the, the verses in between. And so I really enjoyed that. So um, since we're all ready, are we all caffeinated? We're all ready. Some of us are still caffeinating. I only caffeinated a little because I didn't want to be up here jumping, but um, anyhow, let's go. Let's uh, start by praying, okay? Heavenly Father, we come before you, and Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for this time together that we can gather, Lord, and study your word, Lord. Father, we just, we want to learn, Lord. We want to learn more about you, and we want to learn how to be more like you. And so, Lord, um, help me, hide me, Lord, in you. And Father, uh, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be present in this time together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So in this week's lesson, we find ourselves in the Father's house. I love this title. Ladies, think about it. Being in the Father's house, what does that mean to you? To me, I envision being in his presence, physically and tangibly with my God. And that is an incredible thought to me. So let's get started in our study. And we're going to look at verses 25 through 32. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You see, ladies, Luke wants our attention here. That word behold, we often stop here, right? It's our indicator word. It tells us that something important is happening. He's asking us to look and to see or to take notice of this man. And then Luke continues to describe Simeon as a just and devout man. What an awesome description of this man's heart and character. Wouldn't we all like to be described and known in this way? We can immediately gather that Simeon loved God and not only had a good reputation, but was strong in his faith. And because of his faith, he was in communication with the Holy Spirit. Simeon knew the promise given on what would happen before he would die because it had been divinely revealed to him that in his lifetime, he would see the Savior Jesus Christ. If Simeon had not been faithful in following God, and was not filled with the Holy Spirit. He would not have known that Jesus was the Savior. The same could be said for us today. 
So many souls don't know that Jesus is the Savior. No religion, no works, no thing could ever compare. And yet, either by choice or lack of understanding, he is not recognized by so many. Sisters, we can learn something here. If we are not led by the Holy Spirit, and we choose to walk according to our own ways, we can miss seeing Jesus. However, if we are faithful, we will see him in all areas of our daily lives. I pray that we will draw near to God and be led by the Holy Spirit, and that our hearts and faithfulness would be that no one will die without seeing their salvation. Simeon's heart was centered on God, and throughout his life of faith, he waited for the consolation of Israel. Our God's great compassion is on full display, and in and through his son Jesus, Simeon longed for his arrival. Our study highlights the word consolation. It says that translated from Greek, the word's meaning is comfort. And ladies, what is the Holy Spirit often referred to? The comforter, right? And when I think of God, comfort is definitely on my list of one of his many, many attributes. In Isaiah 40, 1 through 2, we read, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. What a powerful promise of comfort. Simeon faithfully waited for the coming of the one who would console and comfort God's people. What an incredible privilege that God gave to Simeon. God allowed Simeon to hold the Messiah in his arms. Can you imagine? Simeon saw the fulfillment of the hope promised to the Jewish people. Not only did he see, but he held. He held him. Hope has a name. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. One day we too will have this moment to hold our Savior. Cling to that, ladies, in our hard moments and in our good moments too. Knowing that we have the Holy Spirit, our helper and our comforter, residing in us, this glorious moment will happen for each one of us. Amen? And so we see now in these verses that Mary and Joseph had brought Jesus to the temple as the law required. If you'd like to learn more about these requirements, you can find more descriptive information in Exodus 13, 2, 13, 12 through 15, and also in Leviticus 12, 6 through 8. <clears throat> so let's look at Luke 2, 22 <laughs> through 23. I'll get this. 
We're ready? We're there? So I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Now, when the days of our purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two pigeons. Wow. Ladies, can you, can you imagine this? A woman who bore a son would not be permitted to enter the temple for 40 days. A lot of roles, a lot of requirements. It's a lot. And yet we can see God's mercy and his plan here. Praise God for the freedom given to us in Jesus, right? Moving on to verses 33 through 38. And Joseph said to his mother, and wait, sorry, let me start over. 33 through 38, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, a tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but she served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all of those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. There's a lot there. So let's pause here. So we read here that Simeon blessed them. However, in this ceremonial moment, beautiful moment, right? Simeon stops praising and he starts prophesying. He didn't even ask them, do you want the good news or the bad news first? He shares with them that Jesus's ministry will cause division between those who do and those who do not accept him as savior. Mary will also suffer. Simeon says like a sword pierced through her soul. Let's park here for a minute. They went from marveling at the things that were spoken of Jesus to this prophecy of division and difficulty, personal anguish for Mary, and the revelation of hearts. Ultimately, how people respond to Jesus will reveal their hearts and some will receive, and others will not. Now we read about Anna. Oh, Anna, another beautiful description of faith. Anna, a widow who dedicated her life to God. She never left the temple, and she worshiped God day and night. Anna thanked God for having given her the opportunity of seeing Jesus and she spoke of him to all those 
looking for redemption. We should all have this type of gratitude and zeal. Our lives should be a living display of our thankfulness that we see Jesus. This side of heaven, we walk by faith and not by sight, right? But oh, we see him daily, and he is perfectly and personally known by us. We are so blessed. Ladies, do you notice our study has a theme here? Notice who was chosen to see Jesus. These faithful, the faithful, the humble, the lowly shepherds, the wise men, the wise men who were considered wise by the world's standards. So we think of people like Elon Musk and, you know, all those big names that we hear out there. And they were essentially men of science and astrology. But I see a theme. It was the unexpected, not the kings or the proud. It was those who would recognize the true king and those that would tell others that the Messiah, the promised one, the savior of the world had been born. Anna was among these first few people to honor and to worship the baby that was born in a stable. Good news is meant to be shared, and Anna, she shared it. She understood that the more you seek God, the more you will know him. And the more you know him, the greater your understanding of his will for your life will become. Anna was content despite losing her husband. She was faithful to God. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in today, know that he is in it with you. He wants to be in every part of our life, each journey, each difficulty. He is there. You are never alone. Amen? Okay, so now back to our verses. Uh, Let's pick up at verse 39 through 40. So when they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. We don't often think about Jesus as a child. While being 100% God, he was also 100% human. He was raised in Nazareth by his parents, who were faithful, and they honored God. We know nothing about Jesus' early childhood, but we know that he grew up strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So this brings us to our final section of our study. Do we need that? What is it, the ninth inning stretch? Are you guys still awake? Still with me? Okay. So verses 41 through 50. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. 
But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among the relatives and acquaintances. So they did not find him. They returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I, we've sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke. So these are the first recorded words of Jesus. Notice they find him in the father's house. And in his answer, Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Here, Jesus is stating he is the son of God. But they did not understand the statement which he spoke. We can only imagine what Mary and Joseph may have felt or thought about while searching for their son. Three days searching for him and then to find him in the presence of teachers at such a young age, carrying his own weight in conversation with them. But they knew that Jesus was born of the Spirit. We can only speculate the thoughts held deep in their hearts about what had been said to them and what was to come. To see others marvel at his arrival, worshiping him, people filled with joy and hope because of him, and sharing this incredible news with others. Really, not much has changed. We, too, can worship him. We, too, can experience joy and hope in Jesus. And we, too, should often marvel because of the promised one. And we, too, should share what we have seen and experienced because of Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you, and Lord, we just thank you for just your graciousness, Lord. We thank you that in your name, Lord, there is power, and we thank you that in your name there is comfort, Lord. Father, you are our Abba Father, and we just love you, Lord. And so as we go off into our groups, I pray, Lord, that you would bless the conversation. You would be within our midst, Lord. Lord, that we would learn from you. And Lord, that we would go out. Lord, that we would have a heart like Anna, Lord, and we would worship you, Lord. And that we would pray, that we would uh, just give you praise and honor and tell that you have come, Lord. That we would tell this world that you are, you have come, And so, Lord, we just lift this all to you. Father, we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.